What's going on, everybody? We are back. It is Black Sports Entertainment. You have been Brian. And Brian. And we, uh, we, we missed you guys last week. Had some te- technical issues, scheduling issues, but here we are again, uh, bringing you the best in Black Sports Entertainment. Um, starting off, we know it's the offseason. We're going to go ahead and jump into some of the uh, free agency and trade rumors that have been floating around the NFL. Um, starting with uh, the J.J. Watt. Recent reports have him, you know, considering... Well, first thing you know when you talk about is the fact that he was released. I mean, that is well in itself. But I kind of think it denotes the fact that the Texans are clearly moving in a different direction. Implosion, that is. Yeah. Texas. I mean, they had, they, they had to take it all the way down in order to build it all the way back up. All I got to say is... The Texans showed why you should never let your coach have too much power. Bill Belichick. I mean, yeah, I mean, even even more so than Bill, Bill Belichick, because at least Bill Belichick, you had some, you know, you had some safety valves in Tom Brady and in in parts of the defense, but you know, COVID kind of exposed the fact that if you give your coach too much power and they aren't actually you know being as productive, it's going to be an issue. I mean it. It's just sad because the Texans look like a team that was on the cusp. Like, I think they're running back away. To be honest, I mean, well, but here's the thing: even when uh, they they had who for a while, they had uh, Aaron Foster, who was good until he got hurt. Right, uh, and he just like, yeah, I don't need this anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I'm retiring. But like they 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 were always just that one piece away from just I, I feel like making a deep run in the AFC, and I'm not saying that Bill O'Brien is a terrible coach. I'm not saying he's best of the best, but he's not the worst that there was. He's better than uh, Mister A Nate himself, Marvin Lewis. He's better than Jeff Fisher. Okay, don't look. Okay, you're comparing him to like. People who literally never had any kind of career as as coaches. So like, you can't say he never had careers as coaches though. Marvin Lewis was the coach of the Bengals for how long, bro? Forever, five ever. What, sixteen years, something like that. Yeah, like. <laughs> and I mean, the, but the, look at the franchise. And this, I, we were talking about this before the show. When when you look at. That franchise in particular, they never put money behind anything. They they never pay any kind of luxury. They they never go over the cap. Like they are literally like penny pinchers. So they've just never gone out of their way to provide their team. Which with, is funny. Know, I'm pretty 16 sure years, sixteen no. years for mm-hmm. Marvin Lewis. I, I'm I'm pretty sure that the Texans owner is like an oil guy. He afraid to spend money. Yeah. Like. The only way you get ahead in cap sports is by taking them luxury. I don't know. Hits. I think they they were doing fine, but then once Bill O'Brien became GM, it just, it just became awful. Yeah, I mean, the they definitely gave him too much authority over personnel, and it's like anything that didn't work out. Was he a Belichick guy? Really, is that yes, what happened? yes, that's what yes. happened. Yeah, I mean. And he had success at Penn State. He like turned their program around after the Sandusky thing, and then did that program necessarily need turning around? No, 
I, I meant culturally. He he fixed the culture there at quote unquote fixed the culture there after the whole Sandusky thing. So it's it's more a reflection that they wanted him to come in and be an effective like culture guy, and that they ended up giving him a lot of power because he was also a Belichick guy, and that is really why you know it ended up failing because he didn't do a good job pr- producing a winning culture soon enough and he and he's not a good enough gm to fix the talent issues that would fix the culture they had talent they just traded it to everywhere to arizona yeah and i mean sorry mcnair was a power guy uh he so or he created a company that eventually sold to enron so mm. That's how you know he he got money. He he sold his company to Enron. Yeah. Before their whole tax avoidance. Well, he's we talking about billion dollar deals, like. And he gave it to Bill O'Brien, who tanked it. Yeah, I mean, it it's it's just sad to see. But more yeah, of the story it's is sad to see because Deshaun Watson is going to languish there unless they trade him. He's going to sit out. He yeah. said it. He said he'll sit out. I and here's the thing. I absolutely believe he'll sit out. But, like, that's the move, is sit out. And, I, I mean, I know we've all heard about the uh, the, the quarterback swap in Texas, in Texas, Dak for That'd be Deshaun. so interesting. I heard about that. Um, but I you're think, the Cowboys, man. How would you feel about that? A Deshaun for Dak? My heart would hurt. My heart would hurt because I, I love who Dak is as a person, and I love who You've he is. You've grown attached to Dak. As a leader, I love who he is as a person. But if we talking about just raw numbers, like I'd be very okay with Deshaun Watson being the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it's a double edged sword. There, there is no winner there. It's like my heart would hurt for Dak if he got traded, just because oh, he's going to a worse situation, a way worse situation, and he might get paid, but he's going to be getting paid in a way worse situation, and. He, you know, he, he's not injury prone by any means, but coming off of a major injury like that, you want to have a comfortable time when you come back. You want to have a good offensive line. You, you know, you, you want to be feel you protected. You don't want to be running for your life. Yeah, it's it's just gonna put him in in harm's way, way sooner than he than he should be, back in harm's way. So, yeah, I don't I don't love that for him, but. I, as a Cowboys fan, all those wide receivers we have on our roster, I mean, they be running all over the place on people. So it's hard it's it's hard to dis or to to dislike that trade. It it it, it really is hard to I mean hard it's to easy to dislike that trade if you're a Texans fan. Oh. Not I mean not really. Y'all gonna, y'all gonna lose them anyway, so <laughs> yeah. y'all might as well get some back for them. Don't yeah. let them go for free. Exactly. I mean, I, I think that as for the Texans, it's good because you have a quarterback that's trying to get paid, so he's gonna sign for you know three or four years, probably like four or five years. And if he signs for four or five years, you know you at least have a quarterback. You know, so like it's not gonna like the franchise, the people in the franchise would probably be happy with that. Our next topic up though, JJ Watt. We're still kind of on Texans. We've heard connections to him wanting to go to the Browns. What do we think that, that does for the Browns? I don't think he's going to the Browns. It doesn't do much better unless they get a new quarterback. You heard it here first. You hate Baker Mayfield. I wish Baker Mayfield was better. I don't hate the man. <laughs> I don't hate him. I just wish that he didn't suck. Like, <laughs> I, You know? 
So you hate his game. Like, I'm not saying hate him as a person. I'm saying you hate him as a quarterback. My man has one speed, bro. He, there's no touch on his passes. He just bullets everything in there. What about I Carson mean, Wentz? We're not, we're, we're not talking about him yet. No, we're not. No. <laughs> same quarterback. So No, they're not the same quarterback because Wentz gets sacked a lot more. He's 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 a little more mobile. He he's good, but he just I need him to get some more touch on his throws. He just kind of wings it in there. Um, so yeah, I think. I mean, that's what Brett Favre did. Yeah, one championship later, like what? Yeah, Brett Favre never really elevated the Packers because he was one speed Jerry, and he just threw the ball as hard as he could in there and didn't read defense and threw a bunch of picks. Like what? I mean, I'm not saying that <laughs> he didn't. I threw a bunch of picks. But what I would counter that with is the fact that uh, Car- or uh, sorry, we were we said something about Carson Baker Mayfield doesn't do the same, or he's not as reckless. He's more conservative with the ball than Favre ever was. I agree. Yeah, he just has. I don't think he's developed all the way. I think he's solid, but if, I think. Cleveland could have got over the hump with a better quarterback. Okay. we Because we also talked about the Deshaun to Cleveland um, situation. Oh, they're in there. there. That would be a great move. They're in there. Yeah. They're in there. Yeah. That, I mean, we go to, to the ship, boy. If we have, at least to the ship, if not taking it all the way. Cause with, that, with that running back, that backfield. And the receivers and the defense. What if JJ and him both went? They're like, let's make Cleveland our new home. I heard there was a rumor that Odell was trying to come to Tampa to play with Brady. How? I don't know. I don't know how. That's just what I heard. No, no. So here's the thing. There can always be rumors of guys that want to do stuff like that, but how? Like, there's look no. At, look at Jamal Adams. How long did it take him to get to get off the off of um, the Seahawks? Or I'm, I'm sorry, out of out of um, the Jets. The Jets, Not yeah. Long. Like it, but it, it took him literally the the, the season it, until he got traded. The, the full season until him he got traded. Basically, just uh, letting his displeasure be known. He's he voicing his displeasure. He's like, yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. I think that's a that's that's just kind of a testament to like the new CBAs and the negotiating because back in the day, if you were on a team, you just. Kept your mouth shut. You were. It was either do you want to get paid or not, and everybody just did what they had to do because they wanted to get paid. But now we have the freedom. We can do what we want. We can so, work where we want. Th- this is what I'm going to say, Brian. There's no way that the that Odell can go to the Bucks if you want to re-sign Chris Godwin, which I'm sure that you would rather have Chris Godwin than Odell Beckham, just strictly from an age perspective. Dog, Odell's not going to do that much for you. We saw it with, 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 with AB. Like, yes, he had a great championship game. He did a, he, he did a great job in the actual Super Bowl. But body work on the season, he won't out there burning anybody. Like, he wasn't killing it all season long. He wasn't putting up random. He wasn't mossing people. No. Like, he having having one more star on the team, that's not necessarily mean that the production's going to go up. No. But it just kind of... Okay, Brian. Along, let's just, along the lines of, let's just talk about it like this. Do you want to pay Odell fourteen million a year for the next two years? Because that's how long he's under contract for. Look, I just flirted with the idea, man. Okay, I don't know. I just said that he might just want to come play with Brady, and 
To be honest, I think Cleveland would still be good because they're correct. I think that they, they're fine without us. Cleveland's no. strength is their backfield, man. No, but Cleveland can sign another receiver from anywhere, and that's gonna help them out a little bit. Like they they need that other outside guy. But all I'm saying is Beckham to the Bucks doesn't make any sense. Once again, the rumor can be there, but it doesn't make sense. The Bucks have like twenty million in cap room. I didn't think AB to the Bucks made sense, but. On, on, a, on a minimum type contract, why not? Yeah, there, there's a difference between Crazy. you're right. A minimum, minimum contract yeah, and and having to sign someone for 14 million a year, like that's like a 30 year receiving core right there. That's that's a lot of money for one guy. Not wrong. <laughs> so like we about to have to re-sign everybody this year anyway. I don't see. I I, I know that the rumors say that Chris Godwin wants to be back with uh the Bucks. I. Are there you're, you're, gonna, you're gonna have to pay him number one wide receiver money. He said he'll take a discount. How much of a discount is he gonna take? Evan said he would take one, thankfully. He, but yeah, after that that Pro Bowl, he he's in line for definitely more money. It's well, isn't it built into the NFL pay structure? Like if you get certain, if you make certain things, you had to get paid a certain amount. Something like that. If you're like resigned with your team, you like have to get paid. It's like incentive based. It's like built into the contract. So like, I you, think we're thinking of like bird rights. It's kind of like that. It's it, it's something like that where you, where you like have to get paid a certain amount. Like you cannot take less from your team. You had to get go to the free agency and get re-signed, which means you got past waivers. Someone else can, can pick you up. Mm. So in order to in order to actually take one of those major discounts, you can you can reallocate your money like they do in Dallas, where you push stuff further back on your contract and and re-sign them and like change your incentives, but. It's it, it's tough to get people to take actual discounts for the same team without going the free agent route. What if yeah. we could do the Bobby Bonilla rule? <laughs> you get a dollar a day <laughs> until the day you die. <laughs> right. So Brian, so we'll here's pay this. you later. <laughs> Brian, here's the thing: Chris Godwin, at the very least, is going to get number two receiver kind of money, right? Yes. Okay. Um, give me someone that you consider a number two receiver that used to be a number one. A that number used two. to be a number one. Yeah. Um, used to be a number one. Um, all right, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Amari Cooper. Or no. So this, this is what I I'll mean, say. He's still number one, no, though, no, isn't he? No, this is what I'll say. Tyler Boyd on the Bengals. Chris Godwin's better than him, right? Yes. Okay. Tyler Boyd's getting paid. Uh, hold on, let me make sure I get the right season. Don't do this to me. <laughs> look, look. I'm wearing my sweatshirt. I'm just riding in the moment. Can we think about that later? This is what happens when you bring up questions like this. What happened? Look, man. I just said there was a rumor. I didn't know Tyler- if anybody else had heard it. <laughs> Tyler Boyd is getting paid $10 million a season. That's a going rate for the number two. We got we, we to gotta resign both our linebackers first. You're not going to sign both of those linebackers. It's not going to happen. Come on, man. The, financially, it's not going to happen. Okay, and I will say this. Typically, and this has been in recent history, if you, if you look back at, at, at the NFL, when you make it to a Super Bowl, you have contracts on your roster that are incredibly advantageous to the team. Right. Incredibly advantageous. Uh, Kansas City, even. That was before Petty got paid. So, like, his contract was good for them as they won the Super Bowl. As soon as the Super Bowl happened, 
you got to pay people. Uh, you look at the Seahawks. They had all those pieces. They had Russell on the rookie contract, and they had all those good defensive pieces. And as soon as they after they won one Super Bowl, came time to pay Russ. Got to cut some people on defense. Team team changes. So like, it's bound to happen, dog. After, after you win the Super Bowl, some people are going to get pay, paid more or get I'm, offered for more. Look, you're selling the same person who saw us win the Super Bowl and get that defense blown up immediately afterwards. But that's what I'm saying, dude. Like, immediately, it's, it's part afterwards. of the cycle. It's like, how long can you sustain being a top caliber team I didn't even after that first win? I didn't want all of this. I just This is just a rumor. <laughs> <laughs> and y'all just came to burst my bubble. I don't try to burst nobody's bubble. Uh, once again, I, I, I don't try to burst nobody's bubble. But, like, when, when you hear a rumor, you have to I don't also associate, like, the need, reality of the situation. I don't need Odell Beckham, I, but I have seen crazier things happen. <laughs> I mean... I don't know if I have. That'd be crazy. That'd be a wild one, dog. If it was like y'all re-signed 85% of your team and got Odell, that'd be a really weird offseason. This is also coming from we signed Gronk out of retirement. We got Gronk to come out of retirement. Oh, my God. On the on the major veteran deal. My man was out there getting paid janitor money. No, no, no. We traded for him. Oh, shucks. You had to give him the full... Well, I mean... It was, what was left on his Patriots contract? It was, it was the back end. Holy crap. How do you guys have like... 30 free agents. Oh, God. How? It's bad. <laughs> he said it's bad. It's bad. This was the year. <laughs> we were all in. Also. That's why we went for break. We're all in right now. All yeah. in. Right now. Brian, there's, there's, like, if you guys re-sign Chris Godwin, he's going to make at least $12 million a season. And I believe it. I, once again, you guys are at, uh... Like twenty, you're twenty million under the cap. I think we signed so many one year contracts. It's insane. Yeah, no, but like, did I not say that the the Rams did the same yeah, thing? But Brian, you, you're talking about resigning. We got there. We did it. <laughs> Sue said, "Man, I've been in this same situation before. I got to get over this hump." Yeah. So Brian, we're, we're, we're going to talk about you resigning those uh, linebackers. The market value for Shaquille Barrett is the market value. What is it? Twenty million. Oh God! So, so all of your cap space well, for one guy. Well, it was nice. See, that's why you gotta get no. Get your ship. Be happy. Th- that's you what got your ship. We're riding this moment. We're riding it right now, dude. Because it ain't gonna be the same team next year. Like, period. It's just not. Ooh, ooh. One player. Not, not one I mean, linebacker. Oh God. This is also a really good linebacker. Hey. No, pay the man. Look, we got to pay him first. That's what I said. We got to pay him first. That's fine, but if you pay him, you're losing someone. Chris I, 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 I get it. We can bring back. Let's bring back Sue on another one year deal. I don't think that's gonna happen. That that one year deal that you guys have for Sue was eight million. Oh God. I mean, Sue already said he wants back. He wants to come back. Sue wants back. I think um, I think the best move. This, sound, this might sound crazy, but I think the best move would be to release Brady and try to go with a young dude, so that you take a lot of like go with a young guy. But there's only one year left wave of his contract. It, it might as well doesn't ride matter. It wave it and then try we're to the, try to get a young guy. We so can't you can, wave it. We're gonna have to pay him. That sucks. Yeah, I mean something. I, market value for Chris Godwin seventeen point one. Yeah. You got to I don't the, think it's going to be like that. The honest best thing. That's what I'm saying. He's at least going to make 12. Dog, you got to let Brady. Like, letting Brady go would give you enough cap flexibility to, like, flesh out the rest of the roster. But, like, 
No, they probably just, I think they just do a bunch of one years just for Brady's last year, and then we start fresh. Yeah, but I think we I don't see. Know the quality I think of we the stretch it to gonna, see if we can win, run it back. I don't think so. I, I just don't think that you're going to get quality for what you had to give up. It's not enough money. No, but I mean, not. y'all had a great cap situation going into this season, but it's like there, there's very little overflow. But let us. We've got distracted. From what? We need to talk about Carson Wentz. Oh, God. Carson Wentz. So, Carson Wentz getting traded to the Colts was the only real story we had. How do you feel about it? Um, I think this is the defining moment for him. So, we're going to see. Is it really a terrible, the terrible situation in Philly or was it all on Carson Wentz? So, this is, this is the... The, the telltale? Yeah. Yeah. Just because... I think they had they had old geriatric Philip Rivers and they made him look pretty good. You know, they won a bunch of games and so if if Carson can come into basically that same situation and just look good. Now, oh, we're we're saying look good. So, yes, being in Indy, he's going to have a much better offensive line than he had in uh Philly, Philly. because while, while we were talking about Deshaun, I decided to just look up uh, quarterbacks getting sacked because you said something about Dak not wanting to go there because he'd be running for his life. Deshaun Watson got sacked 49 times this season. Goodness gracious. He's one of the least sacked quarterbacks. Uh, Carson Wentz got sacked 50 in 12 games. Jeez. Which, how do you get sacked six times a game? It's because if if you watch the tape, and that's, this is why earlier this season we were like, oh, Carson's not doing that bad. I was like, I'm watching the same film that y'all are watching. Like, we, like we're all watching the same thing. I'm watching the, the the quarterback view. I'm watching behind. I'm watching the, you know, behind the player view, not the side view that we get on TV. I'm watching that too. And I see people wide open, you know, on the on, on the, on the outside of the, on, on the outside of the, of, of the numbers, and I see him missing them, and I see him drilling the ball to the ground. I see him overthrowing people. Like I see him holding on too long. I see, I you know, you know, I see openings in the defense that he's just missing. Like oh, he did bad. Like he was playing really bad in the middle of last season. It's like there's no excuse for that. So if you can blame offensive lines all you want, but he was holding on to the ball way too long. He was going to his fourth or fifth read and go back to his first read. He was, he was looking at the guy, you know, selling popcorn in the, in the third stand before he threw the ball. So like it was, it was his own fault that he was not playing well. I think that the biggest advantage for him going to, to Indy will be Frank Wright. And the fact that he's going to tell Carson, look, one, two, throw the ball. One, two, leave the pocket. Like he's going to be scripting him a lot tighter and giving him a lot less responsibility. I think that's what Carson needs. And and we we, we talked about him not getting his getting his number. Like things like that. Putting him in his place and saying, Look, you are a player, you are not the coach, you are not like just establishing the hierarchy is incredibly important. Because the, the power dynamic was clearly terrible in Philly. They had they had locker room issues his MVP year. If if if, if we think back, like he, there was always locker room issues surrounding Carson Wentz because he thought that he was God's gift because he was the, a, a, a first-round draft pick quarterback. I so, mean, the bad thing about Carson Wentz that season that he was... Uh, an MVP candidate. Yeah. Like, was he playing really great? Yes, he was definitely playing great. But, like, he wasn't playing transcendental. And, transcendental. And I think that... Yeah. And I think that... 
from a from a dad guy because they were in the same draft class that they, they've you know been compared their entire careers. When you when when I saw Dak, his first year, his 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 season playing out of his mind, I wasn't like, oh god, Dak is the best quarterback I've ever seen. He's he's great. I'm so glad that we spent a third round draft pick on him. I was thinking, wow, the team that Tony built is really good. It is supporting this rookie to the point where he can take them to the playoffs and get a win. You know, like that it, that was my thought process, not like leaving all the onus and all the all the credit, giving it all to to my quarterback, my rookie quarterback who's unproven. You know. So, I think it was a combination of, of team building and drafting. Because, yes, because, the team was good. Yeah, so the team was solid, and then you just got Ezekiel Elliott, and then later Dak Prescott, and that I think that was the the one two punch. That was the combination that they needed, you know, because Zeke got a lot of yards from scrimmage and really opened up the passing game downfield. He commanded that attention. So um, that I, that's that was good team building. Um, but that's what I'm saying about the about the Eagles because they got a championship out of their out of their young guy, I think out of their out of their rookie con, their rookie quarterback contract. They they got a championship, similar to um, the Seahawks. I think it's just an interesting dynamic that the Eagles didn't get any any players back as compensation. They were just like, yeah, we we thought you were the future, you weren't it. Um, we got our guy hurts and we we might just ride with him. So. We're just gonna use you to pad our future. Thanks for playing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, Carson Wentz did, did, didn't pan out from a from a talent perspective or from a just production pr- perspective. You know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. I, I think we're like you already said. We're definitely gonna find out whether it was you know Philly or whether it was. Um, Carson and I, me personal, now, I think now it's Peterson's gone too. So that's another dynamic. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna find out whose fault it was in Philly because there is no Peterson, there is no Carson. We're gonna find out. Just it could very it easily just be both of them. I, I mean, I think it's a little comedy, a little comedy too, because Peterson was not making adjustments and Carson Wentz taking him out would have been the first adjustment. You know, I'd have done that week six when he was just looking trash. And they just refused. We got a week. They just kept him, oh, Jalen's not ready yet. Carson's our starter. Like, no. Let's just say Carson Wentz ain't got no statue at the stadium with him. Hello? And that's, and that's what I'm saying about, about having a good team with a rookie quarterback contract because that team was so good. Carson didn't that, Philly Philly. Right. The Philly special. Dog, Carson. Like, that team was good enough to take a backup quarterback who is not, clearly not a starter in the NFL and push him four games to a championship. That's how good the team was. It wasn't just that. Nick Foles is a good enough quarterback that if he is on at the right time, he can win you four games in a row. But that's what I'm saying. The team was good enough for him to, you know, essentially sit back there and pick who he wanted to throw to throw to him. Versus in Chicago, he has to move around the pocket a little bit more. The receivers aren't as good. And he got exposed. Like, we all know who Nick Foles is. That Philly team was so good that they made Nick Foles a Super Bowl champion. And vice versa. That's all there is to it. Anyway, here we are, moving on. We're getting into the NFL or into the NBA. And we were saying, you know, things are pretty much finished up, washed up, whatever it is from the jump. Might as well go to the finals. And here we are, AD injured, Schroeder out, Lakers looking vulnerable. You have the Nets on a six-game win streak. Harden looking effective as a point guard, taking way fewer shots, but still being really, really efficient. You have Kyrie coming off the ball a little bit. 
you know, I, I still don't like what they're doing with him because he ends up in a lot of ISO situations towards the end of the clock, but it, 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 here we are. Are we still Nets, Lakers? Has it become the Jazz or the Clippers in the West? So, yeah, I mean, we, we thought that the Celtics might be contenders, we thought the Bucks might be contenders, but I feel as though both of them are out of it. I mean, absolutely. It, they don't even look close. The East is 100% a two a two pony race. Yeah, it's Philly and uh, the Nets. Yes, but I don't even know if Philly is is. I don't know if Philly can will actually be able to contend with the Nets offensively. I'm gonna say this. <clears throat> I feel like Daryl Morey is going to do some move before the trade deadline. That positions Philly for the playoffs. I don't know what it's gonna be. It's gonna be something that people are like, you know, that makes sense. Like after hearing it, <laughs> Harden should be in Philly, but they literally refused to trade him back to Daryl Morey. Yeah. Refused. So what did they do instead? Traded him back to Mike D'Antoni. Yeah, like what? <laughs> but no, all, all I'm saying is so. There's going to be some trade that Daryl Morey makes that's going to position Philly for the playoffs. And it's going to be something that just helps them a lot. And I have no and, idea what it's going to be. But you think that that's going to put them over, over the Nets? I don't know if it's going to put them over the Nets, but it's going to be like some 3 and D player that is long enough to bother... Kevin, Kyrie Kevin or Durant. no, Kyrie. You're not going to bother Kevin. You, you had to bother either Harden or Kyrie, and probably not Kyrie because he ain't handling the ball like that no more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's going to be someone that can bother Harden, and it's going to be enough. I think that, to okay. make it a really interesting. Series. I feel dumb because I feel as though the one person who can develop a team that can scheme against James Harden. Is Daryl Morey like he after who, playing with him? Who first. knows? Yeah, who knows Harden better than but better than Morey? I think that he's the perfect person when to you build spent the time bu- trying to build a team around for him. him. Yes, you know all his attributes. You know what he's good at, what he's bad at. Like you, you know better than anybody else what moves to make in order to make James Harden less effective, just like you did in order to make him more effective. So I think it's 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 almost you know yeah it, it's it's almost Philly's division to to, to lose because. I like Philly. You would think that he would be able to scheme his way to get over the the well, Harden hump, no, and and the the and Nets would the the Nets would just Kyrie and KD were not that uh, impressive. No, here's what I'm gonna say: People might like clown on Doc Rivers for everything that happened uh, to end last season with the Clippers, but Doc Rivers is still a good coach, and. Doc Rivers is going to have that team ready. He remember whenever Doc goes to a new place, they're good for a couple years. I'm a Celtics fan, but I, he also goes into a situation. Sorry, pretty good. That's already pretty good. Like he's never had a Pelicans or a or a uh, or a Charlotte Bobcats. Right. He's never had a, a Chicago not, Bulls. I'm not saying that. That all, all I'm saying is, like, he goes places that are good, and he makes them a little bit better. I agree. I think that he elevates teams for maybe a season or two, 
and then they kind of get numb to what he's preaching because if it hasn't got us a championship in the first two years, it's not going to get us a championship in years three, four, or five. Mm-hmm. So I think his his message starts to feel a little stale if you don't get all the way to, to, to the top with him. And I just think it was unfair for him to get a clip from, from the Clippers because in, in reality, that was, you know, Kawhi and P- Paul George getting as cold as humanly possible at the worst time. I mean, them getting cold and Jamal Murray getting meteorically hot. I mean, it's, it's more than getting cold. They had a, a 16-point lead in the in at the end of the third quarter. I mean, Ben, essentially what you're saying is that they, they did what the Rockets did. Uh, Correct. Correct. And, and 100%. In that the game Rockets seven. lost that game P- seven. PTSD. <laughs> Brian, does that ever just, like, bring up horrible, horrible memories for you? Because, the, dude, they missed 26 three-pointers starting from the in a eight, row from the eight-minute mark in the third quarter what kind of record is that we set a record for the most consecutive three-pointers missed as a team in the finals that's awful in any game in any nba game yeah, right like in order for them to, to in order for you to miss 27 straight you had to take them it, it's, it's one of those like statistical things that you hear is like that didn't seem possible they were up 12 on the warriors and lost by 12 you were up 12, lost by 12, missed 27 consecutive three-pointers starting in the third how, quarter. How unrealistic is that? Doesn't, that doesn't – that sounds like a, like a made-up thing. That sounds made up. But it actually happened. We all saw it. Literally brick after brick after brick after brick after brick. You know what? One of them hit, hit the net. I think it was James Harden hit the net on one. And I thought it went in. I was like, oh, yeah. And then I heard, like, the announcer come on and be like, that's 15 straight. And I was like, wait, what? They just brushed the net. And that's as close as they got in 27 shots. Like, that was ridiculous. It's crazy. And in identity, well, all we did was shoot threes. And they just don't go in. So we just don't score. That's our whole offense. Literally. I think I think they had, like, two or three free throws in that span. But that was it. It was, I mean, a historic loss. But, um, yeah, I mean, are, 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 are we back? What? Oh, no. I was just, I'm just looking at the stats or the, the standings in the NBA. And, who? Which one you were saying that Cleveland might have something going? That was me. The East, the East is terrible, it. dog. Right? I didn't believe it. Yeah, they're they're ten and twenty one now. I yeah. didn't believe it. They have a worse record than the Wizards. They're four games out of out of the um out of the the AC. Yeah, right? but they had to be better than the Wizards, and I don't think they're better than the Wizards. The Wizards are trash. I don't want to hear it. The Wizards beat good teams. I just want to make a random note. Ever since since Christian Wood hurt himself, we haven't won a game. We have not won a game. After being on a six-game win streak. Eight-game losing streak. <laughs> six-game six win streak followed by eight-game losing streak. And, and what happened in the middle? What Christian Wood got injured. The turning point. The catalyst. That, that was the turning point. I mean, but does that, say, does that say that the Rockets would have been a contender this year? Like, would they have been that eight seed and then kind of, you know... Pass it around and maybe yeah. we could have been in trouble. We could have been an eighth seed for sure. Do you think that them being the eighth seed gets them past the Jazz? Mm, wait, what? No, the Jazz is the current one seed in the in the West. Uh, no, we're not beating the Jazz okay. this year. <laughs> he said, he said, absolutely not. No. So, so why even make the playoffs? Just don't get a good draft pick. 
We already have lots of draft picks. And now. we talked about this. It's much better to attract free agents exactly. if you're a competitive loser versus a bottom of the barrel loser. Because look at Sacramento right now. It's probably super hard to get people to come down there. They've got a lot of talent, a lot of potential, but because they're just known for losing, nobody wants to go there. But then you look at uh, Brooklyn. Brooklyn made the playoffs, and then KD and Kyrie joined, and now everybody's like, I want to go to Brooklyn. Brooklyn yes. seems cool. Same, same with the Clippers. The Clippers were that eight seed. They were very competitive. They hung in with with the Warriors, and then they ended up getting now, good free agents. The agent. reason that the Clippers ended up being good is because the NBA vetoed a trade for basketball reasons. No, I'm talking about after that. For basketball. No, 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 no. no. I'm talking about the, the second o- time. The only for reason, the only reason that the that Clippers are good is because of for basketball reasons. That was necessary. This is post Lob City, Doug. This is post Lob City. This is this is this is when they. This is the the Lou Will Clippers of recent. Like this is not Lob City. This is at post post Chris Paul. This, this is after after all that. What I'm gonna say to that though is Kawhi wanted to play in Los Angeles, and I appreciate he that. has too much of an ego. To but what I'm saying is. That that the 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 the, the veto for, for Chris Paul had nothing to do no, no, with. Wait, who did they? Who who had the Clippers drawn recently? Aside from Kawhi, but that's what I'm saying. Kawhi was the draw, and Kawhi was not drawn to the to the Lob City Clippers. He was drawn to the to the rebuilding no, he, Clippers. He was drawn to the rebuilding Clippers because they're in LA where he wanted to play, and he wasn't gonna be in LeBron's shadow. You say that, but LeBron has that never. Is the only way to Le- explain why. Kawhi Leonard did not sign with the Lakers at all. But what I'm saying is he could have gone anywhere in California. He didn't have to be in L.A. He could have, he could have gone he, anywhere. No, but he wanted to be in L.A. Okay, well, he wanted to. He was he was also in Toronto, and he considered going back to, to Toronto. What, what I'm saying is the Clippers team with um, with all those pieces, with, with Harold and Lou Will, the ones that, that took the Warriors to seven in the first round, the eight seed, they were not – they were not winners. They were an eight seed. That eight seed Clippers team drew Kawhi. It was a better lane spot for Kawhi. Had that same Clippers team been the very – if they've been last place in the West, if they had the number one draft pick, do you think he would have gone there? No, because it would have taken too much rebuild. It would have taken too much work. He's not. He knows he's not LeBron. Like he said, he said I, I can't go into 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 a, into a Cleveland situation like like LeBron. I need something, so he went to a something team. It's a lot easier to attract top level free agents to a something team over a nothing team. That's that's all we're saying. But the the, the reason the Clippers are a something team is because of him. No, it's more because the NBA forced what's his face to sell Balmer. I I think that's why they became a something team. Um. Like relevant again, eventually there would have been somebody because Blake was there regardless of Chris Paul. Correct. He was actually there before Chris Paul. Correct. The year before he was, and he kind of put them on the back on the map. Yes. So that's part of the rebrand. Then Chris Paul came, and that team made the Clippers a contender. Um. So the, I think yeah, they had we pieces. We say that they made them a contender, but did the Clippers ever do anything with that core that they had? With they were supposed to make the Western Conference Finals, and they ended up Doc Rivers losing from three three one. That was with the Clippers. Yeah. So I watched both of those. I yeah. followed both those three. Yes, 
the the Houston Rockets also had a three one collapse. Mm-hmm. It was awful. Yeah, the Rockets three one was a lot worse. It's rough. It was rough. I'm not, and I'm not trying to like just like pour additional yeah. dirt on no, you for I, that one. I, but I saw that. no, no, no. It was it was, it was. I think objectively we can say it, it was worse. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It was it was worse. I think I think the Clippers were playing up. You, you know what I'm saying? When they got up three one, they were playing above their above their their, their skis, and then they just kind of came back down to like reality, more so. Um, but yeah, dude, that that Clippers team had nothing to do with Chris Paul. Kawhi Leonard has nothing to do with Chris Paul coming coming to LA. It was it was that team was like uh, there, there was nothing there. So yeah, I mean, middling teams are going to be a lot more attractive to high level free agents than you know. Ter- Terrible teams. Um, Jesus Christ! I bet you couldn't do that again. Um, but so, so yeah, um, it's it's sad that the Rockets are now in like no lottery, lottery, lottery territory instead of being you know somewhat competitive. We got a lot of picks, compensatory <laughs> picks. Good luck. Um, but yeah, what else? What, what else in NBA? We had um, we had. Brian's favorite big man that his team traded that is leading the league in rebounding and is third in blocks. Who? Clay Capello. <laughs> <laughs> On the Hawks? Yeah. Okay, but how are the Hawks doing? I, no, I'm just saying. I, I was like, how- I, I wanted to talk, us to talk about MVP for a second. Okay, yeah, cool, yeah. Clay Capello is averaging 13.9 rebounds and 2.2 blocks a game. We paid him eighty million with, just to trade him away. Yeah, to to go with uh, fifteen points. That that is solid for your big man. We gave him an eighty million dollar contract, four years, eighty million, and then traded him away. His per is twenty four point three. I mean, just Russell Westbrook things. I mean, he okay, okay. Yeah, I don't. I I would have. I never would have traded for Russ. I thought that was dumb. The, the moment it happened, I I never would have traded Capella. No, but the only reason you needed to trade Capella was because Russ can't shoot, and Capella was clogging up the lane. That's the only place where Russ can score. So <laughs> that's that's what it was, Doug. It was it was Capella or Russ, and I never would have traded for Russ. No, Capella Capella came the year before. We traded Capella when we had Chris Paul. Correct, and then traded for Russ, got rid of Capella. That was no, no, no. You guys traded Capella last year. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of last year, it was y'all traded for Russ. Couldn't get anything cooking down low. Russ's numbers were terrible. Yeah, yes, and then year. shipped Capella. I know last year seemed so long because of that hiatus, but yes. Yeah, that's what it was. That was dumb. And we dumb. Tra- we traded Capella for Rojo, Roco. Granted. I love some of for Robert Covington, but not at the expense of Clint Capella. No, that was dumb. That was dumb. I, I, I didn't think it was. It was. It wasn't dumb. It was making the best of a bad situation. But you never should trade it for, for, for Russ. Russ is probably the worst. If we would have ran it back with Capella and, and CP3, better than it would have been last year. And we would have managed to find some way to still get Robert Covington. Just. Please take PJ out of off 
Oh, take PJ Tucker off the five. That's another rumor. I heard the Lakers were were interested in PJ Tucker, and I want all of the smoke. I'm interested in all offers. Wait, how does that how does that work out? Because I I also I also agree with PJ because PJ Tucker's a not, he's the best corner three point shooter in the history of the NBA. You say that, but he hadn't been doing it this year. No. But that's also because look at the team. We're not using him. Yeah, though. like what? we got a completely new team. We're going a completely new direction. Look at the team. There's no spot. There's no just spotting up. We're moving around, Correct. guys. We're playing basketball again. Correct. So like he just he has no role on this team. It's a lot of the time. It's we're trying to let Wall get open and let Wall cook. And most of the time, John Wall is cooking people. But occasionally. He gets to hit a little pick and pop, or he might send something out to Oladipo, who can cook a little bit. But it's just not focused around corner corner threes. Yeah, I'm I'm reading it now because what? Oh, talking about the, the, the Lakers being interested. I just think that I want it. I'm I'm down to to hear all offers on PJ Tucker, especially coming from the Lakers. They want a player. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Not picks. They want. A we don't need more picks. We need no. You, we need our roster. Who, but who do you? Who do you even want? Who, who would you? The Lakers trade. But I'm saying like who would? Who would the the, the Rockets even want off of that roster? Kuzma. No. Anyway, you're no. you're high. Absolutely, you're not. high. You asked who I wanted. Uh, yeah, Doug. But I'm saying like <laughs> you asked who I wanted. Who do you think Peter Tucker gets <laughs> traded for? Is what I should have said. I apologize. Okay. 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 I, I don't know. Um. This man just said Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> you asked who I wanted. That's who I want. Are we getting? Is, is, are, are the Lakers going to get a superstar in, in, in return? Because if so, Kuzma ain't going nowhere. Like what? Yeah, Brian, you're high. <laughs> that's that's Jenny Buzz's boyfriend. If you don't Look, stop, you just asked who I wanted. I want Kuzma. I mean, who do I, you realistically want? I mean, I would want like Harold. Who do you realistically like, want? Dude, is this a multi-person trade? Or is it John Wall and... Whoa, 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 whoa. And PJ Tucker? Give me... Give me... Caruso? No. No. Horton Tucker. Can he be a throw-in? Horton Can Tucker? he come also? No, Horton Tucker and a pick. That, that seems really... I don't want a pick, man. Give me... Oh, you don't want a pick, but that's the only way you can make it match. All right, Brian. So here's here's the problem. Just because we're on the trade machine. Oh my god! Uh, Give me. Well, I don't want any guards. Okay, so if you don't want any guards, That's you're the not getting Harold. You're not getting Kuzma. Lakers have no have, have no trade fodder. You, you want could you get Marcus Gasol. You could get. I'll take McKinney. You could don't get want Atacumpo. I'll take Morris. Yeah, won't let me do it. I'm pretty sure he has a trade exception. <laughs> so not happening. And there's also look, the, man, there's, I'm just, there's also the fact that the contract just doesn't work out. I'm just look, I'm just down, okay? If the Lakers wanna trade a body. What guard Horton Tucker is, has, has been the only one associated with trade rumors because uh or because him, we won't be able to pay him. Him and Caruso both. But we more, more him. Caruso. Um I'm saying he's he's been the only piece that's that's been offered up. We, we give you Quinn Cook. No. Morris. No. We'll take. I'd have to cut another five million. Yeah, I don't know how it works with the Lakers. For I don't know, but look, I just know that I'm for it with the Lakers roster for PJ Tucker. I'm with it. 
Brian. Okay, so I can give you Alfonso McKinney, Quinn Cook, and Markeith Morris. And I still have to somehow cut another two and a half million from this trade for the Lakers. I don't know how you're going to do it, but just get it done. That's funny. Just like you wanted all the big men and now Boogie's on his way out. And wants, to go, back, and wants to go back to the Lakers. I'm like, what? No, I heard he's going to the Nets. I'm saying, I, I, uh, uh, I'm saying he wanted uh, to go back to the Lakers. I, um, I still want the big men. That's why I said I don't want a guard. I want the big men, but Boogie want that big man. He sure as I won't. He can't move. My man. I mean, you know, basketball's a young, young man's game. Uh, but yeah, that's, we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up. That's that's it for today. Um, like always, make sure you like, share, subscribe. We appreciate all all, all the input and all the support. Um, make sure you check us out on, on on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, all that other stuff. Yes, come talk with us on Facebook. Start the discussion. Uh, we we welcome any and all uh, any and all topics, man. We like to talk, so talk with us. Right. Maybe we'll leave, find something that we can talk about on the podcast here. Right. So one, one more time, thank you guys. Uh, this has been Brian and Brian. See y'all later.